Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in to the United States of Canada, the love story of an American and a Canadian. I am Farah the Canadian. And I'm Marvin the American. Hello Marvin. Hello Farah. How are you? I'm doing I'm doing well. How are you? Yeah, you know, same old, same old. <laughs> Missing my poutine. Oh. <laughs> yeah, just french fries with gravy don't cut it, do they? No. No, you need those cheese cur- cheese cheese curds from Montreal. Blah, blah. <laughs> well, to maybe make you less homesick, trans you know transition smoothest transition ever. We've been watching a, a lot of Ninety Day Fiance. I mean, we've just been binge watching Ninety Day Fiance. It is disgusting how much Ninety Day Fiance we've been watching. Yeah, but part of it's because we now really relate to the process. Yeah. You know, I mean, even before we applied for, you know, our own, you know, K-1 visa for you, um, 90 Day Fiance is like, wow, this is trash, but... It was like a dumpster fire before we even entered the process. Yeah, but now even though... Now it's a relatable dumpster yes, fire. Yes, yes. But well, in a way, because like some of the ways that they do these things, it's like, okay, you have months and months and months to plan stuff out, but you're waiting until 90 days to get... Get all... your shit together. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and that that's, that's not the way it... It's not the way it's supposed to work. We will tell you the way it's supposed to work. Yes. So, all right. So, just for background, uh, I'm an attorney. That's my day job. Um, I'm not an immigration attorney, so learning this whole process is, you know, new to me. I mean, frankly, if I wasn't an attorney, I don't know how... I would be able to navigate the process. So you recommend that people get an immigration attorney? I would. Because it's complicated. It, even it's, even the instructions on the websites, they're yeah. in legalese. And, and right. I remember I texted you frustrated. I'm like, I don't understand this. What am I supposed to do? Yeah, yeah. So, you know, in um, preparing the, the paperwork, you know, I'm able to know where to look for things. And so I went to the local law, li- local law library. <laughs> Neither of us can talk today. Yeah. Oh, no, let's, but this isn't going to be edited. Keep it all in. Yeah. Just gonna, yeah whatever. <laughs> it makes it authentic and fun. Oh, God. Okay, yeah. So, so anyway. Yeah, so, yeah. So, the first thing I did was go to the local law library and get out a practice guide on how to fill out um, K-1 visas. And so, what I did was I filled out what's called a Form I-129F, which is a a petition for um, fiancés and spouses and children. If there's any children involved, that would be immigrating as well. The spouses were a different form, though, weren't they? Um, they can be. Oh. Um... This is where it gets super complicated. So I still don't know what's going on, if you couldn't tell. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm right now I'm holding my hands in my uh, my head because... Your no, head in your hands? My head, y- yes. <laughs> oh, this, uh, this is going to be a great episode. Thank you if you're still listening. <laughs> Sorry. It's okay. 
Again, this is all fun. We're having fun here. We're having fun, folks, aren't we? Oh, God. Thanks for tuning in. <laughs> so, um, going back to what Farrah was saying, if you can afford an attorney, I would recommend you have an attorney. I knew just enough to be able to kind of magoo my way through the process. I would say watch out because I think there's sort of a cottage industry of people who aren't attorneys, but they'll say, yeah, for $500, I'll teach you how to file these petitions and do this and that. But, you know, they're not attorneys. They're not, they, they can't legally provide you with advice. Well, not just that, but what they're going to do is just tell you, okay, you know, you need A, B, C, D, E when it's technically on the website anyway right or the right, forms right. anyway right. so yeah yeah um right and so yeah the 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 government's um um website is actually not half bad but going back to what what makes all this so confusing is is um oh i-129f for either a fiance or a spouse however they have stopped processing I-129Fs for spouses. You need to file an I-130, which is a longer process. It's madness. It's absolutely madness. No one would start from scratch and design a system like this. It's insane. Um, speaking of insane, how much did you pay for filing that first initial paperwork? It's over $500 I think it was like 535 or something like that that's crazy and we haven't even like gotten a visa this Ooh. is part of the process right. it's just to file the paperwork right yeah there there will be more fees to come later in the process yay I'm glad you love me oh I love you very much you're you're priceless I will pay any amount to have you here <laughs> what a sweetheart see this is why I'm marrying him he's the best um, yeah. So yeah. So yeah. I guess I kind of want to go over what sort of stuff we sent to. What? Well, where was it? The it, government office. Yeah. Go, yeah. Some. Some government office. So again, this is kind of where lawyer brain starts kicking in. Mm. So number one, I kind of took the view that these bureaucrats, they're just in an office. They're seeing names on a piece of paper. They have no connection to the people that they're reviewing. All they want to do is go through and check a box. And so what I did was I read the instructions as carefully as I possibly could. And you and, covered all of your bases and then some. Yes, yeah. So like in the instructions, it says that you need to submit um, uh, two copies of, I believe it was two copies Maybe it was just one. I I don't know. But, what of the passport photo? Uh, uh, yeah, of yeah, of, uh, passport style photos of um, one of each of us, mm -hmm. um, taken like within thirty days of the filing of the application. Um, they ask for proof of being engaged and well, being in, in a relationship. Right, right, like, that's right. That's really important. Right. Yeah. So they're trying to establish two things. One is, have we actually physically met each other? And the caveat there is you don't really have to have met your potential fiance, but then they'll ask why you haven't. Right. Yeah. And I mean, I think at that point we're, we're, 
talk to a lawyer because I can't really advise or give you any sort of information as far as, well, what are the chances if I haven't actually physically met, you know, my fiance or. Right. Yeah. It's it's something that, you know, someone who practices immigration law really needs to advise you on if that's the situation. It wasn't the situation with us. Yeah, so we uh, we sent like some of our text messages, like right. our thread. We sent pictures. Right. You actually had both of our families and friends sign R- affidavits. Right. That we had met and we talked right. to them about our SO. So yeah, it's just right. a lot of evidence. Yeah, and. It- Again, it's going back to sort of like lawyer brain and thinking like, okay, these are just bureaucrats that want to check a box and sort of thinking, well, if I'm trying to convince someone that I love Farah and she's not just marrying me because she wants to get into the United States, because believe me, she doesn't want to be in the United <laughs> States. She doesn't want to be in Plagueland. She hey, doesn't I'm want- going to miss my health care. I'll tell you that much. Health care and sane citizenry i mean it's and real maple syrup real maple syrup (laughs) yeah money made out of plastic and not paper it's polymer okay it's Uh polymer but anyways (laughs) but yeah if so what would i do well you know i would want you know family and friends saying that i've told them i'm planning to get married i would submit an affidavit saying well these are the plans that we have to get married this is you know this is when we want to get married this is where we want to get married you know this is who's going to be at the wedding and i think that was kind of one of the questions in the form anyway right 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 um so yeah they just asked for a bunch of that information so you know watching 90 day fiance i'm just going to circle back real quick is you know you watch these freaking looney tunes running around having no plan and i'm kind of thinking to myself how did they even get the visa in the first place yes absolutely yeah but because again it's months and months and months of waiting so i think i filed the paperwork um that was end of october oh it's early october i think it was, oh, like, was it early october? yeah i think it was like october 1st or 2nd oh wow Okay. Yeah, and so we got notified in the middle to end of January. Oh, that yeah, it was that's a- right. You sent them the receipt for the ring that you got me. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was sure to include that in the packet. Uh, again, just proving that this is an actual romantic relationship and not just a ploy to bring someone into the country. He liked it, so he put a ring on it. I liked it very much. (laughs) But yeah, so like you were saying, you know, all this waiting, it's just, it's taken such an emotional toll on both of us, I think. Right, right. Because, I mean, once the paperwork's filed, it's just... Waiting. Waiting, out of our hands. And I mean, just every month I was like checking the, uh, the website to see how long the wait times are expected to be and just seeing like, okay, well, we've got it down to five to seven months. Well, you've got it down to five to seven months. You know, that it's in the meantime, I mean, what are we supposed to do? I mean, you know, in my job, I've, my schedule's just booked up months and months in advance. And it's like, okay, I don't know when to schedule my hearings because I would like to get married. Yeah. And like for my job, well, I mean, I was let go due to COVID, but 
Um, you know, I would plan events for nonprofits. I would have, you know, meetings with donors. I would have to go talk about sponsorship packages. And I wasn't sure if, what I'd be able to book. Right, right. Yeah, and just dealing with family, like talking to mom and dad, saying like, oh, do you have any idea when... Uh... Oh, just constant. Just yeah. constant. Mm-hmm. My, my parents were like, oh, do you think you're going to get it? Do you think you're going to get it? And I'm like, kindly shut up because I know I'm going to get it. But they're like, oh, well, when are you going to get it? I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, that's my reaction. That's like, I, yeah. So when you think it's going to be finalized, no idea. Not a clue. Yeah. You're way calmer than I am. I'm like, I don't know (laughs) when I know I'll let you know. Oh, so, so anyway, like we mentioned in January, we got notified that the visa was processed. And so then what happens is it gets sent from the agency that was processing the paperwork to a different agency that would actually be interviewing Farah in Canada. And I was astounded to see that there were two consulates in Canada, one in Vancouver, one in Montreal. And a few years ago, they stopped doing interviews in the Vancouver one. Right. So no matter where you are in Canada, if you want to marry a U.S. citizen, your ass has to get to Montreal. Yeah, it's amazing. Like, and I'm telling my family that, you know, it would be like if I have to go to Washington, D.C. to interview. Like, you have to go across the fucking continent to go interview right i mean for me luckily it's not too far away it's about a five and a half hour drive five six hour drive but you know if you're on the other side of the country that's a really long trek right yeah or even if you have like a job where you know maybe you can't afford to take time off of work you know may you know maybe you have you know kids in the picture and you need to worry about child care i mean it's incredibly inconvenient so you know, in, in, after we um, got uh, were notified that um, it was being transferred to Canada, um, or transferred to the Montreal yes, transfer, office, you're right, transfer, the consulate. The, yes, that. <laughs> what Farah said. Um, then Farah started getting some information on what she needed to do. Right. And I mean, it's things like oh, that was a process. So. For that, you have to get a criminal record check, which is not the same as a background check where you can just go to the local police station. So for a criminal record check, you actually have to get your fingerprints taken at an accredited place, and then they send it to the RCMP, which is like, I don't even know if you guys have something similar. What's what's RCMP? RCMP is like the Canadian police. So Not just like the regional Royal Canadian Mounted, Mounted Police. I, I may I, I think it'd be kind of equivalent to the FBI. Okay, yeah. So basically send your fingerprints off to the FBI where they do a background check on you. And I was told that it was gonna take a few weeks. It didn't take a few weeks, it took two weeks to get my results back saying I'm not in the date in the database, so that means I don't have a criminal record. Um, and I think that's valid for about six months. So I might have to get my fingerprints done again. We don't know. Uh, and then I also had to book my interview. Mm-hmm. And when I went online or when I asked for information, they're like, well, you have to book your interview first and then you have to book your medical, which I found insane. But you also have to do a medical. So they sort of squeeze you in for your medical 
um, once you have an interview date. So it's within, I think, a couple weeks of your interview. Mm-hmm. So I got my paperwork to book my interview and COVID happened. So I was online, logged in, ready to pay the $275 US to book my interview. And there were no appointments. And there are no appointments for the foreseeable future. Yeah. I mean, we were thinking that there probably will not be any interviews conducted for the remainder of 2020. And because of flu season, it might not even be until, I guess, spring. Yeah. So, I mean, in in the meantime, you know, we're trying to make do as well as we can. The hardest thing about COVID was not knowing when we would be able to see each other again. Yeah, we were pretty devastated. Yeah. I mean, we have always had plans to see each other within a few months right like we we would get done seeing each other and then like okay well you know can't wait to do this again in you know a few months or whatever and then you know covid happens and we have no idea when she'd be able to leave the country well because we also thought since the borders were closed that i wouldn't be able to get into the states right And then, of course, we find out that Canadians can still fly to the States. So I'm like, oh, my God. So I think nine days we we booked my ticket Mm -hmm. for nine days from when we realized that I could come see you. So, yeah, um, I guess now we just have to figure out what what our next steps are. Right, right. Yeah. So, you know, we're trying to make the best use we can out of the time that we have and you know, make plans to have a home together. And what's that going to look like? So we're not stopping our lives. We're still moving forward. As best we can. But, you know, one part of the process that when we finally get there and, you know, there will be a follow-up episode to this um, once everything's worked out is that when Farrah's here, she's legally not allowed to work. Yeah, so after I get my visa... It takes about, I guess, about six months, give or take six to eight months for you to um, get a change of status. And your change of status, if you're approved, will give you a temporary green card, which allows you to work. So until that point in time, Mm -hmm. I can't work. Right. And again, again, this process is so complicated. So technically, um someone on the K1 visa can apply for a work permit but I've heard that it takes so long for them to issue the work permit that you have your green card by the time they get you your, your work permit. Yeah, right. So it's crazy. It's it no one no one would design this the way that it's set up now. No one would purposefully design a system like this. It's yeah. madness. <laughs> so yeah, I guess uh yeah. That's basically what we've been going through up until this point. Yeah. And like Marv said, there will be a follow-up once the chaos has stopped and we can tell you more information about the interview process and what happens next. Right. But, you know, if you have any questions, we have social media now. Woo! You can follow us uh, on Twitter at States underscore Canada. And the same, uh, was it handle, tag, yeah, whatever? I don't for, know. For TikTok, what, what, whatever. Whatever what, you young people say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so whatever that is on TikTok, we have a TikTok too. 
But yeah, we prefer Twitters <laughs> for the time being. <laughs> so yeah, uh, thank you for listening, and uh, until next time. Until next time. Thank you.